Good morning, wherever you are, and welcome to the Book Collector podcast. In the Book Collector's series, called Uncollected Authors, several writers can be found who have become very much collected. Among them, notably, is Dashiell Hammett. The following piece was published in 1962 in the Book Collector, many years before Hammett's prices rocketed at auction. It was written by Roger Stoddard, and is here read by John Windle. Dashiell Hammett, 1894-1961, is known popularly as the founder of the hard-boiled school of detective fiction and creator of the hard-boiled style. The style did not first appear, however, in his five detective novels, nor was he the sole founder of a school of detective fiction. His novels are the culmination of ten years of work by a small band of American pulp fiction writers, and Hammett's background and the beginning of the school must be traced in the detective magazines of the 1920s. Among the pulps, Black Mask was the most influential in the development of the new style. Hammett contributed to Black Mask within two years of its establishment in 1920. But the magazine was dominated in the early years not by Sam Spade and the Continental Up, but by the heroes created by Carol John Daly, 1889-1958. Daly's formula for the mystery story consisted of little more than violent action and fast narrative pace. His plots were crudely constructed, and his characters failed to come alive. But his lurid descriptions of gunfights, fistfights, and corpses ensured his success for three decades among readers of the pulps. Daly's most popular detective, Race Williams, sauntered along Broadway packing two forty-fives, and he was as quick on the draw as the hero of any western. But despite his bravado and speed, Williams was putty in the hands of the Broadway siren and gangland queen, known as the Flame. The baggage of melodrama, including trapdoors and midnight rendezvous, weighs heavily on the reader of Daily today, but many elements of hard-boiled realism may be found in his stories. Earl Stanley Gardner calls them the action type of mystery story, but he notes that Williams was, quote, perhaps the forerunner of all the hard-boiled detective characters, unquote. Black Mask took on a new complexion in 1926 when the editorship 
devolved to Captain Joseph T. Shaw. He recalled later a few rules for the creation of a new pattern in detective fiction. Quote, We wanted simplicity for the sake of clarity, plausibility, and belief. We wanted action, but we held that action is meaningless unless it involves recognizable human character in three-dimensional form. To this may be added a very fast tempo, attained in part by typical economy of expression. Unquote. For the skill in writing that Daly lacked, Shaw turned to Dashiell Hammett, in whose stories he had found the spark and originality, compulsion and authenticity that he would require of all his writers. Unlike Daly and most of his colleagues, Hammett knew detectives and criminals, for he was an operative of the Pinkerton Detective Agency for eight years. Early in his writing career, he contributed factual accounts of crime to the real-life detective magazines, but he was quick to see the irony and humor of the game, and he soon began to devote his energy to writing fiction. Instead of limiting his imagination to the plodding conventionalities of the profession, Hammett's detecting days provided him with bits and pieces of his fictional plots, backgrounds, and especially characters. Bridget O'Shaughnessy had two originals, one an artist, the other a woman who came to Pinkerton's San Francisco office to hire an operative to discharge her housekeeper. Dundee's prototype I worked with in a North Carolina railroad yard. Cairo's I picked up on a forgery charge in Pasco, Washington in 1920. Effie's once asked me to go into the narcotic smuggling business with her in San Diego. But Sam Spade, Hammett's slickest piece of characterization and the model for numerous fictional imitations, was, quote, a dream man in the sense that he is what most of the private detectives I worked with would like to have been. For your private detective does not want to be an erudite solver of riddles in the Sherlock Holmes manner. He wants to be a hard and shifty fellow, able to take care of himself in any situation, able to get the best of anybody he comes into contact with. Unquote. Thus emerged the American rugged individualist in the guise of the hard-boiled detective, a man who steps decisively into a crossfire between the district attorney on one hand and the criminal population on the other. In capturing this romantic notion of his detective colleagues, Hammett created his hero to the popular taste. Today, that hero is a stock character of cheap American fiction. Hammett's contemporaries were fascinated by his dialogue. To one critic, it was better than Hemingway's. To another, it was hard-boiled, a term more properly applied to characters. With Hammett, the terse understatement of the twenties 
became a lively and convoluting element of characterization, flashing with little ironies and bristling with the American wisecrack. At its best, it weaves about his characters an intricate pattern of lies, gambits, and cover stories all set at cross-purposes. The Hammett character knows it is foolish to tell the truth when discovered in your second lie. The third lie becomes more convincing. After five years of great popularity, culminating with The Thin Man in 1934, Hammett wrote little for publication. He sold several stories to motion picture companies, and he became involved in motion picture sequels to The Thin Man. His last major work was the screenplay for Lillian Hellman's Watch on the Rhine, released in 1943. Hammett enlisted during the Second World War, and while serving with the army in Adak, Alaska, he collaborated on the Battle of the Aleutians and edited the camp newspaper. Hammett achieved new popularity in the 1940s as a result of the enthusiasm of Ellery Queen, the pseudonym of Frederick Danae and Manfred B. Lee. In the field of detective fiction, Queen was renowned as an author, but he had also become an historian and critic, and in his unsurpassed collection of books and magazines, he played no small part in the success of Ellery Queen's mystery magazine. Hammett's short story, Too Many Have Lived, discovered by Queen in the back issue of a pulp magazine, appeared in the first number, Fall 1941. In succeeding numbers, Queen reprinted more of Hammett's early stories, often introducing them with his own technical and historical comments. Two years after the founding of the magazine, a Hammett novelette appeared in the bestseller mystery series. Hammett finally allowed eight other paperbacks to be published under Queen's editorship. In the 1950s, Hammett's reputation was dimmed by publicity about his activities in left-wing organizations. He spent six months in jail because of his refusal in 1951 to give testimony about some of his associates in the Civil Rights Congress. His last years were spent in ill health, although he was working on a new novel at the time of his death, 10th of January, 1961. Although Hammett neither founded nor originated a new style or school of detective fiction, he was the best writer in the hard-boiled style, and he became master of the school. Raymond Chandler remains the most worthy of his successors. Hammett will be remembered longest as the author of The Maltese Falcon, the slickest, one of the most mannered, and yet most influential of all modern detective novels. It is a classic of the genre. Hammett's own favorite was The Glass Key, and if The Maltese Falcon is his greatest piece of virtuosity, The Glass Key is his most sincere 
achievement as a writer. The Hammett Collector faces the same problems as the collector of any uncollected author of popular fiction. Many rare book dealers handle Conan Doyle, but few have stocked Hammett. Their 25-cent counters and basement stockrooms have left few pristine first editions in dust jackets. Even more perishable have been the paperbacks, first issued during wartime paper drives. The Dane Curse appears to be the scarcest of the novels, and reversing the old dictum, Hammett's first book, Red Harvest, appears to be the most common. The Adventures of Sam Spade seems the scarcest among the paperbacks, but the English collector will probably have trouble with them all. This collector knows of only one dealer who searches them out for stock. That was John Windle reading Dashiell Hammett by Roger Stoddard.